Trash Can Presents Being at the Cracker Barrel. Oh, man. I don't know where my wife went. Where did your wife go? I don't know. Probably somewhere near the scent candles. All I'm saying is, have you ever actually seen anybody buy anything in here? Like, I've never seen any of the stock move. Like, it seems like it's been sitting here for quite a while. $40 for a sweater? Who's gonna buy a sweater at the Cracker Barrel? Who goes to shop for clothes at the Cracker Barrel? Here's my question. Why is it always, like, four seasons ahead? It could be December, and they're already, like, surfing sand. It's summertime, and they got summer all over the place. And it's not even Christmas yet. I feel like it's always Christmas in Cracker Barrel. It is too. Like they have their own little Christmas section and then they have like a weird Halloween section with a broom and things like that. Oh, you know what I just found? I literally just found a crossword or, you know, a, not a crossword puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle of The Last Supper. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you looked at The Last Supper? Who's this guy? I, I don't know. He's got the knife. I'm assuming he's Judas, right? No, no, no. This guy's Judas. The guy with the money? Yes, he's got the money bag. I mean, I understand that, but, I mean, why, why does the other guy got the knife? I don't know, dude. I mean, I guess it could be Simon Peter who cut an ear off. But I, you know, I don't, I don't know. This Da Vinci, I'm not a big fan of Da Vinci. Being at the Cracker Barrel and shopping... Sometimes you go back through and you look at the toys and you go, it was better back in my day. I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Dota Box Podcast. Christopher, we're having a podcast in the same room for the first time since, like, season one at some point. Shh. There's... They don't know that we record the podcast in two separate locations. Oh, did I just break the fourth wall or whatever? Just kidding, they know. Well, Micah is here uh, visiting. It's nice to hear his voice, to see him in the same room. It brings me back to a simpler time when we first started the podcast in your guest bedroom, uh, being across from each other. We had to like get all the laughs and giggles and all the jokes out before, but now we're professionals. We can just go. And a lot of the times, it's weird. A lot of times, we had to, like, you know, break it up and do several takes. Now, most of the time, we just record it all in one go. It's pretty pretty nuts how much have, things have changed. But it's 101, Chris, episode 101. I'm gonna go, not on a quick tangent, real quick. I will not go into the particulars, but I found out that Micah's wife knew about something that I didn't even know about. There was a story, uh, let's just say it involved a, a box full of mementos that I had no idea were in there, and there were some stories behind them that I had never heard. So it was a great time. You know, to, to be fair, I didn't even remember about the box. That's why, ladies and gentlemen... You know, your significant other, your spouse, they're going to they're gonna rat on you and they're going to know things and they're going to remember things that you don't even think that, you know, you don't even remember yourself. Well, it's been a great time. It's been great having them here uh, laughing and joking and it's great to do the podcast live together. So, yeah, let's jump in. All right. So, first and foremost, thanks to all of our fans out there all around the world. But let's go ahead and jump in to our old-fashioned donut, which is... A story from our past. Now, Chris, we're going to kind of talk about a little bit of separate experiences, but college tours, man, college tours, or even pre-college experience, looking at college, and even being in college. Let's talk about that. We haven't really talked about our collegiate 
experience. Probably because it's a very short experience. Micah and I did not go to like a traditional four-year school. We didn't do the typical graduate from high school and then go to college, live in the dorms. And uh, I missed out on the college experience, uh, which I'm there's part of me that's sad, but then there's part of me that's like, yeah, I'm kind of glad it worked out this way. I think I would have gotten in a lot of trouble. That's what I think. But um, and especially if we went to the same university as we planned to do at one point, Texas Tech, I think we would have definitely uh, gotten to a lot of trouble. But yeah, so I guess I'll start first, if that's all right. My first experience was uh, actually like I just was talking about going to Texas Tech. Uh, we had talked about it in a previous podcast on a trip to Lubbock. Uh, Chris's first trip to Lubbock, first time flying for him and everything. We went and toured Texas Tech, which, to be honest, I don't even really remember that tour. Do you? I just remember um, I tried to hit on the tour guide. That's all I remember. And that did not go very well. No, uh, because I was some little, some little, yeah, high schooler. She was like, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it was it was fun. I remember being like, oh, yeah, I could definitely see myself going to school here. Um, there were, there were like a couple other college tours that I went on, but they were like local community colleges, like nothing like as big as Texas Tech with the exception of the university of Georgia, but that's because I was at a music camp there and we toured the campus. Um, but yeah, I didn't really do like the whole college touring experience. I knew that my heart was kind of set on Texas Tech. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, I actually toured Texas Tech a couple other times, but we ended up moving to Lubbock and, you know, Chris had graduated before we moved to Lubbock and I was on my senior year of high school. So did my senior year of high school, I actually toured Tech twice, but here's where we're going to talk about where our collegiate experience kind of happened. I also toured a school called South Plains College and that was the local junior college here in the area that kind of fed into Texas Tech and they had two locations one is out, and I'm saying it's it's it like it's, I wouldn't say boonie sticks, but it's pretty close, right? Yeah, it's probably like 10, 15 minutes outside of Lubbock. Well, no, I'm talking about like their main campus. Oh, yeah, their main campus. Now it's like 30 minutes away. It's 30 minutes away in a really small town. It's really interesting. Did you ever have any classes? Well, I, we could say the name of the town, Level Land out here. Yes, I did. I had uh, two classes out there on Monday. Actually, it was three classes. On Mondays and Wednesdays, so I'll go out there on Mondays and Wednesdays. Well, before we get ahead of ourselves, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's go back to, did you tour South Plains College? Um, I didn't tour it, but like I did all my registration and stuff because, ladies and gentlemen, out-of-state tuition is expensive. And then going to a traditional four-year school is also expensive. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to knock out the basics at community college and then I'm going to go and uh, finish my degree. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to take the cheap courses um at the community college and like i could pay cash for it and so i didn't have any like student debt from that so i paid all cash i'll tell you this much that is the best way to do it it was really really good and i'll say this south plains was very very affordable so if you're in the area they're actually pretty decent um but yeah so you never officially toured south plains um so i actually toured south plains and that was with, um, what did we call him in that episode? Uh, Fat Cat. Fat Cat, yeah. So I, he was in my class, and we were going to, they would basically give you passes for the day uh, if you wanted to go and tour 
this junior college, and it was the location out level land. So we took that as an opportunity of 30 minutes outside of town. We could basically skip school all day, go over to level land. What you didn't know is you had, or what we didn't know is we had to like do certain criteria. You had to be at this place at this time. You had to do this and you had to meet the certain criteria to get the slip. So we had to like jump through all these hoops to like actually get the slip. But I just remember we sat in the gymnasium what was it called, like the Texan Center or something like that. And I just remember sitting in there and they were just like, yeah, it's so great to go here. And I just remember it was just so long. And it's just the whole thing was like, when do I get my slip? So that to say that uh, we, we can miss school today. But it was I wouldn't say it was a bad campus, like at least a level A campus. And let's talk about the other campus, too. So there was the, the one that Chris was talking about that's 10, 15 minutes out of Lubbock. That one's the Reese campus. And what's interesting about that one, that one's on an old Air Force base, like a closed Air Force base. And the buildings and the classrooms are in old Air Force buildings. It's interesting. It was, uh, it was definitely the uh, better drive. But the better campus was at Level Land. That's where it felt more like college, like I sh- I would say. Reese, it just felt like okay, I'm going to classes. I don't really have anything in common. Most people are just trying to get in their classes, get in, get out. Uh, I did enjoy the Level Land campus because those were my, sorry, those were where my criminal justice courses were. And uh, funny story, I remember the professor had this rule about not wearing a hat inside class. That was like his rule, right? And I remember uh, this kid decided that he was just going to not follow that rule. And him and the professor got into it. And uh, the professor was like, no, he was like, "You're g- this is my class. Like, you're going to listen to my rule. And he was like, he was like, you're just a cop. He was like, you're just a former cop. You amounted to nothing. And, uh, and the professor was like, buddy, with an attitude like that, you want to be a lawyer? He was like, you ain't going to amount to nothing either. And I remember it was like a big deal. But I guess administration got on to him uh, because the hat policy uh, was no longer in effect after that. But I remember my senior, uh, not my senior, my final paper. We all had to write a final paper for the class. And you know what my final paper was on? It was about pimp based prostitution and about the effects of it and how it is a crime that needs to be eradicated and so i wrote i did like all this research on it about uh like pimping and prostitution and how we can make it uh non-existent yeah clean up the streets basically yeah no that's 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 interesting that's that's cool um yeah South Plains was an interesting time, man. Um, the very first, my my story went a lot the same. I saw that Chris was going to South Plains, and you know he was also knocking his basics out for less. And of course, I'm a year behind, so I come into play. And did you have to take a test, like an entry test at the beginning? It yes. was like language, and then and then also math. What I didn't understand about that, and what it was for, was should you be in remedial courses first before taking the actual course? What I didn't understand was, like, I understood for you, coming from Georgia, right, the standards being different, also, they need to gauge where you're at. For me, I spent the whole year in high school, and they still did that, you know, and I even took SAT and had decent SAT scores and things like that, but they still, for some reason, like, and I remember, so, like, language was fine, and then, like, math, they were like, you barely grazed it, but you're, like, in the regular class. But I remember a lot of people had to take, like, the remedial classes. For- oh, I had to take remedial math because I missed a couple questions, and it was, like, but also, too, I had taken a year off, so I, ha- I had lost, like, 
a year of that math. But like the crazy thing was I was in that class and I was like getting straight hundreds. Like, so during this time, this was when I was like trying to get my own apartment. So I was working a full-time job, going to school full-time and working an overnight job. And so I was like not sleeping at all. And I just remember like, I totally forgot what day the math exam was and I got a zero on the math exam, but I still passed the class because my grades were that high. Um, and so like, I would have like maybe 45 minutes I think between my first class and my second class at the Reese class. And uh, there was a person that worked at the boot barn, not boot barn. Sorry, that's a different, uh, different company. The boot corral. Thank you. That worked at the boot corral. And she was taking classes there too. And so like, there was like this main lobby area and I was just like really tired. And so she like, let me sleep. And she was like, I'll wake you up before your next class. And so she like, let me take a nap and she woke me up before my next history class. So she would basically do that like every day. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty nuts. It was, it was interesting. Um, so ended up getting in there, right? And a lot like you. So I had, my classes were split up. Like I had some in Reese, some in Level Land. My dumb behind decides I'm going to have an 8 a.m. class in Level Land and expected myself to actually go through with it. I'll put it to you this way. I remember South Plains had a policy where you can change your courses up to a certain point, right? It was like 15, 20 days after. Dude, I dropped that course so fast and rescheduled it for another time slot. Like, I think I missed the first two, three. My understanding was that, like, I felt like you you hated it. Like, you were not, like, about it. You did not, like, enjoying. So, like, me, like, I was, like, loving school. Like I didn't, I didn't love like not sleeping at all. And there was some other stuff personally that was going on. So it was a bad time in my personal life. To be honest, school was probably the best thing that was going on in your life at that time. Right. For me, I guess my thing was, and you're right. I didn't enjoy it at all. I really didn't like it. Um, I liked the level land campus more than I liked the Reese campus. Reese campus. So for those of you who don't know as well, I also grew up on a military base. Reese campus is literally a military base that they've slapped some desks in and it's like, let's call it a freaking school. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's very, you walk in a certain, like the administration building was like the PX and the commissary and, or like the former PX and commissary. And it's the same setup as like a lot of other bases. So it's like, it's just kind of weird. Like, it's just kind of weird. It's got a weird vibe to it. Don't it, like, tell me. Yeah, it was kind of a weird, it was just like, we're just going to show up, uh, do our classes and go. And that's what, how everybody was like at the level land campus, people wanted to hang out. People wanted to like, you can make friends easier. Like there was more social stuff going on. Uh, but I also think too, like you were making money and you were like working and making a lot of money. So you were just kind of like, eh, I'd rather not be in school. And that year off, like I, I wanted to take a year off like you did, but I knew like I wanted to hit it hard as well. But same time, after moving, then going to senior year, I'll be honest, I was just tired of school. I was just so tired of school. I was so tired of doing all this stuff, and especially you turn around and the first part of college is typically basics and not anything that you really want to do. So it's, you know, like I said, my first courses were history, which wasn't a bad thing, but it was, I just remember um, English comp one which is ton of papers, exactly what it is. And then you have, like I had math course, and then I had like one other one that I don't even remember at this time what it was. But it was doing that and working. Yeah, it was tough, but it was like, I just wasn't interested. I just wasn't engaged. It was the typical, and I'll, I'll put it to you this way. So it's a, it is a junior college, 
But something else, tell me this too. It was a junior college, sure, but did you notice that a lot of the people were kind of behind to a certain extent to where you th- kind of where we were to the point where it was like, okay, they had to really cater to them. So you're really learning a lot of things you already knew. Yeah. That's how, that's literally how it was in my English class, man. Like I was the one like answering and like doing great. And I was getting a hundreds like on all my stuff. And the teacher was basically like, okay. Um, and it, like he kind of pulled me as- or she kind of pulled me aside. It was like, all right, write this one paper, and if you write this one paper for me, you won't have to come to class at all until finals. And uh, then you can write one paper, and that'll be your final. And I was like, I did it, and I never had to go back to that class at all until it was time for finals. And she was like, you're way ahead of of this class. Because I went to like a college prep school, and so it was kind of nice because I was like, oh, I got an hour freed up, and I'm still getting credit. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> that is really cool. I just I just remember, especially that English comp class, too. Like, I took English comp one, one semester, and English comp two. Even moving to English comp two, I'm just going to – I know we're running on time here. But um, they would say, you know, MLA format, do this paper in MLA format. If you don't know what that is, thank your lucky stars. You haven't had to write a paper like that. Okay. Or even APA. And, you know, APA is a little different. But MLA format – and I remember they were like, you have to read your peers' work and, like, grade them. And you'd be reading it and you go, this ain't an MLA format. Like, that's, like, the most basic of the thing that you have to do. You can put it in generators and it will literally generate it in that format. That's all you have to do. And come to find out, like, you, I went to class and she had to explain it to people of here is what MLA format is. Think about that. They made it out of high school out of English comp one and into English comp two. And they were still not familiar with, it was, it was kind of crazy, but yeah, man. Well, it was, it was definitely very interesting. One last thing. Uh, and we can even part two. Yeah. One last thing. Uh, this was the time period where fat cat liked to stir up a lot of stuff between, he was basically playing a BM Micah against each other. Cause we would carpool on the way to college be like, yeah, I heard Micah did this, this, and this, and I can't believe he's with this person, and I get it, and that. And he would just try to, like, get me all riled up. And then turns out that he was doing the same thing to Micah. He was like, oh, yeah, well, Chris said uh, this when we were driving to school. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he was a potster, man. As as fun as he was around, yeah, he, he caused some problems. Caused some problems. Yeah, all right, well, you ready to move on? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right, man, it's time for our next segment, which is the Jelly Donut or the Jail Report. What's going on, Chris? All right, man, well, we got uh, some Florida man stories. You always love those. All right, this guy uh, got so drunk that he was taken to the hospital and apparently he was reported to be suicidal. Uh, and this guy was waiting for two hours to see a doctor. And then he got frustrated and decided to steal an ambulance to get home. Uh, the police told the TV station it was one of the strangest things that he's heard of since joining the agency. It says that the guy parked the ambulance in his neighbor's driveway to get back at them because he thought they had first reported them to the police. So the guy literally steals an ambulance to get home because he was tired of waiting in the emergency room. And so I guess he tried to park it in the neighbor's parking spot or like in their driveway, try to frame him, I guess, to be like, oh, he stole the ambulance and try to get back because they thought he made the call in the first place. 
but how did he steal the ambulance? Did somebody leave the keys in there? Did he hotwire it? It doesn't say. Here's what I'm about to say, too. First responders be doing that all the time. I'm not trying to talk mess, but like a lot of the time, these people are looking for crime of opportunity. And I'll just say this. I've seen plenty of police cruisers, fire trucks, ambulances sitting wide open or keys in them or even running. And it's like, okay, if you really wanted to, I can hop in there and ride off. But yeah, so there's no tellings, dude. There's no yep. tellings. Yep. Yep. Well, cool though. All right. This next one. A Florida man climbed on top of a playground and he yelled a vulgar explanation of where babies come from as children playing nearby. Oh, he Jameis Winston did. Uh, yeah, he uh, yeah, he climbed on top of the playground and he, he basically told kids where babies come from. Apparently there was an officer that was already at this park, so they caught him uh, pretty quickly. But they said they watched 30-year-old Otis climb on top of a piece of equipment where children were playing Sunday and started shouting that babies come out of women. But he was using very inappropriate language, and uh, parents rushed to remove their children from the busy playground. Apparently, he had been, um, I guess, stirring stuff up between cup, like couples in the park, and he was just stirring a whole bunch of stuff up. But I, he kind of looked like he wasn't all the way there uh, when I looked at the mugshot. He's instigating, though. My gosh, man, he gave those children a little physiology lesson. But what's funny, it's like he climbs onto the slide. He's like, hey, you come, this is how babies are made. Let me explain it to you. Ruining those people's childhood. But, I mean, if it makes them feel any better, uh, I was explained to the birds and the bees at Chuck E. Cheese. So, uh, story for a different day. All right, this next one. A man stabs somebody, but he doesn't have any arms. An armless man stabbed somebody, and he got arrested for it. I gotta make the joke. Does that make him unarmed? <laughs> yes, an, yes armed, an, unarmed, 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 an armed, man. unarmed man. Yes, an, yes, an armed, unarmed man. A homeless Florida man with no arms has been arrested for stabbing a tourist with scissors using his feet. Police say. Yep. <laughs> um, Mr. Crenshaw, who's a homeless artist from South Beach, Florida, was arrested Tuesday and charged with aggravated battery after he allegedly stabbed Mr. Coronado, a visiting tourist from Chicago. According to a witness, uh, Mr. Coronado was asking Crenshaw for directions when the man suddenly attacked him, stabbing him in the arm before fleeing on foot. Could you just imagine him running away with just his feet? Yeah, well, after he just stabbed him with his feet, yeah. Okay, so then they asked uh, Mr. Crenshaw his side of the story, and he told officers that he was lying down when a man came up to him and punched him in the head, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Crenshaw says he pulled the pair of scissors from his suitcase with his feet and stabbed the man twice to defend himself. Punched in the head, huh? It's crazy. I mean, that's that's skillful. Very skillful. Okay. All right. Next one. In Palm Beach County, uh, deputies walked up on Mr. Donald, who appeared to be working on his car. Uh, the deputies were there to arrest him on an open warrant for contempt of court. Uh, Mr. Mr. Howard told them he had to leave, according to the report. He jumped in his car and drove away, making a U-turn, and when they pulled their guns. Uh, the deputies continued to search. However, though, Mr. Howard made pit stops along the way, burglarizing several homes, both unoccupied and others with owners who told him to leave their property. The owner of the home said she found three empty Capri Suns and a sweaty shirt scattered between her bedroom and her back porch. Uh, apparently, the guy had to stop and take a Capri Sun break. Uh, in the middle of uh, 
it's tough work, man. It's it tough is, man. work. I don't, I don't know what to say. Not just and it's not just one Capri Sun. It was three. It was three, man. You know, hey, there's not much in those little Capri Suns, though. There, there's not. Those little pouches are deceiving. Yep. All right, last one. A man gets arrested for eating pancakes. Yep. A man's desire to eat pancakes in the middle of the road got him in trouble with... In the middle of the road? Hold on, hold on. That took a dimension. Uh, Lakeland police received a call that a man was sitting in the middle of a crosswalk eating pancakes on a small TV table. He was disrupting the flow of traffic by causing an obstruction. Police came to the area, yet the man had left prior to their arrival. A video of the incident was posted on Facebook, and the police were able to track down uh, Mr. Thomas as the flap eat flapjack eating man. Mr. Thomas admitted he ate the pancakes in the mother road as a prank, but he was charged with obstruction in the roadway and disrupting the free flow of traffic. That so, should, that's probably a misdemeanor and a ticket, I would imagine. I don't think that's... Do you think that's jail time? Uh, I don't think so. It depends on if he has any priors, but it sounds like he did it. Yeah, it sounded like it's like a TikTok or some crap. Yep, but he just decided he wanted to eat pancakes in the middle of the road, in the middle of the crosswalk. My thing is... How I feel, they shouldn't be ticketed, jailed, whatever. It's like, if you want to risk your life like that, I mean... There's more serious crimes that need to be prosecuted. I think they should just let that one go with a warning. That's a lot of manpower, right? To be trying to track it down. Even if it's one dude. You got one dude, and there's all sorts of other crimes out there they could be investigating. So. Yep. But anyways, all right, man. Well, are you ready to move into the donut hole? Let's do it. Are we doing a quiz? Yes. You know how much we love our quizzes. It's always fun. This one is on fast food trivia. Is this going to show, you know, my true American side and I just know my fast food or? Yeah, it's like more history of fast food, though. Uh, What is your favorite fast food place? Is it Whataburger? Probably. Probably, probably my least favorite, and I used to actually be okay with it. It's probably like Panda Express. They've just burned me a lot. But anyways, yeah. I'm how about good. you? What, what's your favorite fast food? Uh, Chick Fil A. If you could consider them fast food, they're probably my favorite. Jesus Chicken, huh? That's a yeah. lot of people's favorite. That's a lot of people's favorite. All right, question number one: Which fast food restaurant was the first to have a drive-through? A McDonald's, B Burger King, C Wendy's, or D Hardee's? I feel like. I do feel like it's McDonald's. It's actually Wendy's. Wendy's was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. I guess old Dave decided he wanted people to roll up to the window, huh? Yes, sir. Do you like Wendy's? You know, they're okay. I, I've They've just never been a first choice. And it's not for any particular reason, to be honest. Like, it's not like they're bad, but... If if you give me a list of like okay I want if you want to go to fast food Wendy's is just not one that's thought of or one that I pull into. Would you rank Wendy's above or below Burger? Oh, that's hard. Now, if you're talking about prime Burger King, oh Wendy's is way back there. But if you're talking about how Burger King is now and they fell off, then yeah, I Wendy's probably because Burger King has just really fell off. Yes, it has. All right, number two, where was the first Burger King open? A, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, B, Miami, Florida, C, Atlanta, Georgia, or D, Los Angeles, California. I'm going to go with L.A. It's actually Miami, Florida. Actually, I probably shouldn't have thought L.A. L.A. people aren't into that sort of thing. They're into In-N-Out burgers. That's what they're into. All right. So Miami, huh? I didn't really, I, I wouldn't think it would be from such a tropical place. Other spots, I would just think major city, but yeah. You never know. All right. Which country has the most... KFC or Kentucky Fried Chicken locations per capita? 
A, Jamaica, B, Switzerland, C, Malaysia, or D, Chile? Oh, man. The country I actually thought it was going to be is not on that list. Yeah, I thought about putting that one in there just to throw you off, but no. Um, Run through the options again. Jamaica, Switzerland, Malaysia, or Chile? I'm going to say Malaysia. Man, it's Jamaica. Jamaica has the most KFCs per capita, huh? Yeah. What is is it a KFC on every corner or what? I guess so, man. I guess they really love their Kentucky Fried Chicken in Jamaica. All right. Uh, Number four, which famous celebrity worked at Dunkin' Donuts? A, Paul Rudd. B, Elton John. C, Shaquille O'Neal, or D, Madonna? I feel like it was Paul Rudd. He worked at Dunkin' Donuts and Ant-Man, but not in real life. It's Madonna. Madonna worked at Dunkin' Donuts? See, I didn't know that. I did not know that. See, we're just learning all sorts of fast food trivia over here. Yep. All right, really think about this one. Which restaurant was the first one to offer a kid's meal? A, Burger King. B, McDonald's, C, Wendy's, or D, Whataburger? I mean, I still feel like it's McDonald's, but it might be Burger King on this one. Which one are you going with? I'm going to go with McDonald's since it was so prevalent. You should have went with Burger King, dude. You should have went with Burger King. But see, my thing is, I guess they really just dominated the toy game. They must have, because I do remember Burger King having kids meals, but I just never remember it being as good. Yeah, I guess McDonald's just saw it and decided to make it better. All right, next one. Which fast food restaurant was the first to introduce the concept of takeout? A. Hardee's, B. Whataburger, C. White Castle, or D. Long John Silver's? Long John Silver's? No, sir. It's White Castle. Ah, I should have went with White Castle. It's always, you gotta go with your gut. America, go with your gut. White Castle, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, you ever been to Captain D's? Yeah, I've been to Captain D's. See, a lot of people like Captain D's. I mean, it's okay. Would you like? Would you rather go to Captain D's or Long John Silver's? Probably Captain D's. Long John Silver's is a little rough. I, I don't know. I, what I mean by rough is something always be tasting off about them. I don't know what it is. It's fast food fish. If you go eat fast food fish. Yeah, Captain D's, same way. Idea. All right, number seven. In what year did McDonald's start selling breakfast? A, 1952. B, 1962. C, 1972, or D, 1982? Go with 72. Hey, you got your first one right. It is actually 1972. All right, I really need you to use your head on this one, okay? Which state in the U.S. has the most fast food restaurants per capita? A, Tennessee, B, Mississippi, C, Texas, or D, Alabama? (laughs) Those are all really, really good ones. So per capita, is it Mississippi? No, it's no, it's Alabama. They have a lot of restaurants in Alabama when you're driving through there. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of fast food restaurants. Um, I'm sure Lubbock has like the most fast food restaurants per city. Pretty sure. In Texas, at least. All right, which fast food chain was the first to offer online ordering? A Pizza Hut. B, Chick-fil-A, C, McDonald's, or D, Panda Express? I feel like it was Pizza Hut because Pizza Hut was real big on it for a while. Yep, it is Pizza Hut. All right, last question. Which fast food chain started in a broom closet? A, CC's, B, Pizza Hut, C, Papa John's, or D, Little Caesars? Wasn't it Papa John's? 
Yeah, I was about to say, you better get that right because you worked for them. Listen, they put you through a whole indoctrination. It's a whole thing about Papa and the history of the whole thing and how he sold his car, then he bought it back, and blah, blah, blah. If you want to hear the full story, you can go, I'm not a big fan of Papa. I'm not a big fan of Papa John. Or Papa Murphy. Or Papa Murphy. Listen, Papa Murphy don't even cook it for you. You got to take that ish home. Well, did they did they actually say that in like the training video that it started in a broom closet well they didn't call it a broom closet you know what they described it as they said it was a pizza shop or not a pizza shop it was a tire shop or whatever the heck the other business was that his dad owned and he had this side thing and he was like can i sling pizzas from this side room but they never called it a broom closet oh well okay then all right well those are our fast food trivia questions man uh, i didn't know too much about fast food i mean some of them were kind of tricky like unless you really really know like it's like it's, unless i'm a fast food expert yeah i'm not really like a fast food expert i would say but well before we get off the subject what are some fast food places from georgia maybe that you miss that aren't in texas or maybe it's like any actually anywhere let's open. uh crystals which is basically like a white castle checkers oh we're getting a bojangles in town apparently oh yeah bojangles there you go uh that's like a breakfast place next time you go come down there you will have to go to bojangles yeah for sure there's a place they have the sweet tea that they sell in shops it's called milo's yeah oh yeah um, yeah, yeah. It's basically in Alabama. Like, the food is not that great, but the sweet tea is, like, the best sweet tea ever. Yeah, crystals, checkers. Yeah, good stuff. All right, man. Well, we're going to move into what fries my donuts. And what fries your donuts? This is pretty simple, but people not having control of their animals slash pets. And, Chris, how many times – so you have cats, so you're, you're not really, you know, on this boat. I've got two dogs, right? And I'll be honest with you. Call me antisocial, call me whatever. When I got two dogs already pulling me certain directions, yeah, if I'm approaching you like, hey, and also, it's an asking thing. What I hate is people letting their dogs off leash, one, or two, just letting their dogs do whatever on leash and walk right up to you and make my job harder. What I can't stand is people not controlling their animals, literally dogs be running all over the place, and... Have you ever, the worst ones for me, it's not big dogs, Chris. Big dogs don't bother me for some reason. It's always the small little yappy ones. There's this one in my apartment complex. And yes, I am getting very specific, but it's a pug. And I'm not a fan of pugs. Listen, I want to punt that little mother trucker about 50 yards down the field. But every time, you know, I'm outside, the neighbor lets this pug out, right? And it's not a nice pug and it nips at your feet. And you just want to kick the darn thing, but you can't because guess what? That'll that'll in, have you end up in court. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I don't care if you let your dogs off if you have a backyard. If your apartment complex says it's okay or if there's a dog park. But in my case, that's not the case. And on the other thing, typically I'm not a stickler on this. This is just a side note. But people cleaning up their dog crap. Like, my thing is, I'm not typically big of like, oh, you need to pick up that crap, like, every time, whatever, right? But the crazy thing to me is, I've seen Dog Dookie in front of, and they have these little dispensers, right, where you can take the little bags and the trash, right there, where they, like, change the trash bags frequently, and you all you gotta do is scoop it up, put it in there, they don't even ask you to tie it up, all you gotta do is just scoop it up and put it in there, and it's fine. 
people will still leave Dookie right in front of that thing. And it's just like, that's the disrespect. That's disrespect right there. But anyways, I'm just saying people, A, don't be taking care of them. People be letting them dogs off leash. They be just letting them do whatever. It's like, bro, you got to get control. Well, I think it's also like a courtesy thing. And it's like, not everybody wants a dog coming up to them and like, jumping on them or like you know and like that's that's just it you can say oh well you're just a horrible person it's like no like i just don't want an animal jumping on me like i don't i don't know your dog your dog doesn't know me i don't know what your dog's gonna do so my first instinct is to protect the people that are with me and if you're letting your dog off the leash and it's not your backyard and i'm not in your house we're in a public space man and it's like something might set your dog off and then if your dog bites me then i can sue and so i think it's like a courtesy issue like um, and like I said, I love dogs. I don't have a problem with dogs, but I think it's, it's like that mindset or the people are like, oh yeah, like, uh, I'm just gonna let my dog do whatever I want. But they're the same people that when you tell them you have a cat, they're like, ew, gross, you're a cat person. And it's like, I don't say that about your dog. Like, that's kind of, that's kind of rude, man. Like, that's just really but rude. But speaking of cats, you know, I'm, I'm opening this up to all animals. It's not just dogs that happen too. There's this person in my neighborhood and i'll just say this there's a lot of stray cats in the apartment complex that we have right and so we try to help out rehome get get them out of there at least spayed or neutered right because you want to stop the problem well there's this one cat that we had been following around and they had a, a collar on right with a little tag but we couldn't get close enough so finally i get close enough to seeing this person's tag and i think i've said this talked about this on the show at least one other time but um look to this person's tag get the phone number off there, call this person. And they're just like, Oh, which one did you find? And it's like, wait, so there's multiple and they're all roaming. And yes, that's exactly what the case was. He was mad. Like the owner of the cat was mad that I had his cat and you're sitting here going, I'm thinking this cat's got a collar. He's away from home lost. No, no, no. And not just that, but this cat was a royal jerk to all the rest of the other cats and everything else. And even he full on said, he's like, he's like, yeah, that's my male cat. That's the one that keeps getting all of them pregnant. And he was all happy about it and everything. And you're just like, dude, you're a menace to society with that crap. Because the thing is, and like I said, I like cats, but stray cats become a big problem, especially in an area that we live in, which is a big city area. I'm telling you, they start multiplying. It goes everywhere. And before you know it, there's cats crawling all over you. And it's just, it's just simple population control like you should have with everything else but my thing is it's just not having control of it not even caring about it. it's what chris said it's a common courtesy thing you know don't respect issue yeah don't be coming up near other people's dogs plus you don't know other people's dogs anyways they're putting a lot of trust letting that dog off leash coming up to mine luckily they're nice but what happens the day when it's not a nice dog rips that dog's head off or something right Yep, and then you have to, like, protect your dog, and so you end up hurting the other dog, and then that person gets pissed. It's like, nah, you should have had your animal on a leash. Like, I'm sorry. And then you end up in Judge Judy or civil court somewhere, and it's like, man, it ain't even worth all that. I'm just trying to take my dog out. Like, I don't want any of that extra hassle. So it just aggravates me. It's just like, man, you you it's they're simple rules. They're really not hard to follow. Um, also, the other thing too is I've heard the argument, well, my dog just pulls me around. Well, listen, if you have too big of a dog that you can't handle on a leash, it's too big of a dog for you. Shouldn't have got that big of a dog. Simple fact. But anyways, uh, we can move on, but that's, that's what fries my donuts, man. Yep. Crazy. Well, we're going to move into our next segment, which is the improv segment of our mystery donut.
So what do you got? Oh, man, we're going to do the coffee shop. We're, we haven't done that in a while. So we're literally just going to have a bunch of different characters, and uh, we're going to go through it. So what do you think? What's um? We kind of did a location last time. It's a coffee shop. But where where's the coffee shop at? The coffee shop is the coffee shop. It's its own place. It's its own magical place. It could be wherever it wants to be. Okay, it's a magic coffee It's here right now. Oh, oh okay. In my All heart. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, so uh, do you want to get started? You want me to start it? You can start it. Been a while since been here. I seem to let anybody in here now. Oh, yes, they are just letting anybody. I'm so happy they let Hans in here because, oh, I come to this country, so much coffee. It's so not expensive. Oh, it's so affordable. I love it. Last time I was here, it didn't have no German tourists. No Hans Gutenberg over here. I don't know what's going on with this place. Going hell in handbasket. Nah, nah, the only thing that's going in handbasket is your liver. Your cholesterol's through the roof. Nancy said that you need to slow down on the empathitis. Because guess what? Your cholesterol's through the roof. Need to be them hunted up cheerios. You know what I heard? I heard down the road that they had a... A pot shot, and uh, somebody shot up the, the 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 stop sign up the street. Pot shot? What you talking about a pot shot for? Man, I tell you, it's like that all the time around here. You know why it is, right? The liberal media is trying to make a scare with all this artificial intelligence, all this AI stuff. They're trying to scare everybody. That's why everybody's going crazy. <coughs> you know what I think? Biggest problem is... They don't make stomas like they used to. I remember my mom had a stoma, and you could still smoke a cigar out of that thing. Now, they have this little plastic bit, makes it incredibly hot. Now I have to roll my own cigarettes. Yo, George, why are you always talking about stomas? Why, I, I, I'm eating here. Why, why you gotta talk about your stoma over here? I'm trying to over here finish my, dama, my Danish. My macadamia nut cookies over here. It's grossing me out. Can you stop, please? <coughs> it's a part of my life. It's a part of... <coughs> George, it's just absolutely disrespectful whenever you are coming in here and you are talking about your stoma. I mean, good God, man. I am trying to make sure that I have an appetite. I haven't eaten in five days. Has anybody noticed the cancer rates rampant around here? I don't know why. I mean, we got a guy sitting over here with stoma, and we got another guy over here with a little buzzer thing. I don't know what the heck's going on with all this. Tell you what, you know what's really good about this place? Chicken fried steak. I like chicken fried steak here. and You know, it's the only coffee shop you can get chicken fried steak at. It says on average that... 5 million chicken fried steaks are consumed every year by 400,000 Americans. Does that math add up? Probably not, because I made that up. Oh, that's great. I really appreciate it. I'll tell you this much. Last time I was down at the bob, I had a... Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Who invited Shrek here? Harold, I didn't know you invited your wife over here for breakfast. Oh, that's great. You're a great character. Hey, Shrek. Listen here, buddy. We don't want no newcomers. It's always been the five of us. Always. Sometimes six. Sometimes seven. But guess what? Seven's his number. Place you. We don't need no more. Eight? That's the devil's number. That's number eight. It's six, because guess who's here? Hi! Oh, no. I'm getting out of here. Man, is that guy Danny Evans, man? There's that dude from TV. I hate that guy. I I'm out of here with all... Listen. 
Why does he keep showing up? He, you ain't, you ain't the sixth, you ain't the seventh. Get the heck out of here. I'm sick and tired of it. Hey, 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 that's it. First George with this stolen. Now Danny Evans is here. I've completely lost my appetite. I'm going home to Maria. I heard she was making some fresh stromboli. Oh, no ZD. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, that was our uh, improv segment. A couple new characters came out. Uh, I like your Scottish accent. It came out very nicely. I'm, I've been working on it. I've been trying to look in the mirror, and I, I'll be honest with you. I have to stick to really short phrases because if I go too long, like, you know when you're really trying to build an accent and, like, you can only do it in really short spurts? For some reason, I can only start with, oh, it's great, and then go from there. So yeah. we're we're kind of working on that. That's kind of how it is, like, with the Italian. I always go, like, hey, whoa, hey, oh, hey, or, like, Australian, good. I don't know. Like, there's a certain way you start it off with, and then you get it going. But, uh, did you like, uh, I'm calling him, uh, Bubba Jet. Uh, did you like Bubba Jet with the, uh, buzzer? He's a new character, I decided. <laughs> when you first did it, I ain't even gonna lie. It was really hard not to crack up because, uh, have you ever known somebody like that, like in person or seen somebody in person with like one of those little buzzers on the throat? Yeah, uh, we're not making fun of those people. <laughs> it's a it's really unique whenever they be talking. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Yep, exactly. Well, uh, we're going to move into our eclair, which is our positive advice. I've got to let you go first. All right, man. Well, since we're here and uh, spending time with uh, Chris and, you know, I'm here with my wonderful wife and everything. Um you know, my positive advice is don't forget to spend time with friends, take time, even if that means travel, and um, don't be afraid to, you know, spend that money and have a good time because you can get one way or the other. We always talk about the balance, right? You can get one way where it's like, okay, I'm really trying to hunker down, and, you know, there's sometimes where you really need to save, scrimp, do what you need to do, right? And then there's sometimes where it's like, man, we got a little bit of disposable income. We'll save some. We'll do some fun stuff. All I'm saying is if you got it, go have a little bit of fun with it. Go see some friends. Go have a good time and uh, let loose a little bit because that's always it's always a little healing, man. It's always pretty good to get out of town, one, and also be able to, you know, go have a good time. Yeah. Always to also uh, reflect on things. Mike and I were just talking about this uh uh, this afternoon, but we we're talking about like, can you imagine us like think about us 10 years ago and like where we were at, like in our situations and like where we were at 10 years ago is significantly different um, from where we are now, like in a good way. And so sometimes, you know, I know probably Micah can attest to this, like you get caught up in your problems and you're like, man, like I'm not doing as good as I should be. But then you think back like, oh, yeah, but at least I'm not where I used to be. So as long as you're like, you, sometimes you got to reflect, right? Put your put your life in perspective and like we were talking about like yeah i remember i was worried about this and this and this and it's like 10 years from now like it's not even going to make a difference and so uh just remember that like when you're having a rough time just remember where you came from as long as you're like moving forward now if you're stuck in the same place or you're moving backwards that's that's a different story but you always need to reflect and be like the person i was now or the person I was 10 years ago and the person that I am now is like two totally different people. So that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, man, tvtrashcan.com, tvtrashcan.com. I can't believe we're wrapping up this episode already. It goes so much faster in person. It was really hard to keep everything in time constraints. But anyways, tvtrashcan.com. We got new videos, new stuff coming out. We we working on some uh, some good stuff. Didn't you just post a uh, helicopter flight video? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. The The... Yellow machine flying around San Marcos, Texas. It was pretty fun. Um, I had that a few months ago. And uh, 
Yeah, it was when it was a lot hotter outside. I'll tell you this much. It was really hot in that helicopter. I'll tell you that much. But anyways, it was a fun trip, so you get to take a look at that. TVTrashCan.com. Go check us out on YouTube, all the socials, all that good jazz. Really stoked for however you're listening, wherever you're listening from. It's dope. Can't believe something else, too, man. It was interesting looking through the website, and, you know, all the podcasts are listed all the way down. After we had 100, it was interesting looking through that whole entire list and seeing how long that list is. It's it's like, dang, man. Pretty long, and also, too, we're creeping up on uh, the month of November, so our next episode will be dropped in the month of November, which means we're getting closer to our Thanksgiving episode, which also means we're getting close to the end of Season 2 and the beginning of Season 3. So I'm excited for Year 3, uh, and we'll, we'll talk more about this like on our two-year anniversary, but it's been a good second year i'd say expect some changes but expect some things to say the same we'll just leave it there that way you can build up some anticipation but yeah man got anything else for us nope i think it's time to take this donut box to the trash all right man well i'm micah and i'm chris and this has been the donut box podcast please have a good day subscribe to the donut box channel on spotify and youtube